Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Greetings to you. This is Brad Zockel with Zulon International Bible Institute. And let's continue on in our very, very important study in the book of Revelation. We're in the judgment stage, and it's so comforting to know in this sense, in all of this judgment, which doesn't seem comforting at all. But I'll notice something when I go through the judgment God has on earth against those that want to rebel during what's called the the Greek word is thlipsis, the great pressure. Uh, We call it the tribulation time. It's seven years, and the havoc increases at the three-and-a-half-year mark. We'll talk in detail about that, but as we go into here, it is comforting for the Christian to know that we won't be here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and John chapter 14 all speak of the time when Jesus will come to take his children home, the believers, out of this, as it says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 9, that we are saved from wrath, that we are told in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10, that because we have been faithful with the word, we will be kept from the hour of the trial which will come upon the earth. And when I look from chapter 6 all the way through to the judgments that continue up through chapter 19 on the earth, I don't see any mention of the ecclesia, the Greek word for the church. I don't see the believers uh, being subjected to this. What we see is we are safely brought into the fold of the Lord, the protection of the Lord who is taking care of us, and the judgments come down on earth. But the judgments indeed are very, very terrible. We've looked at the deceiver coming signified by the white horse as we open up the chapter chapter 6 the antichrist the against christ the instead of christ the false messiah he's there has a bow jesus never had a bow he is there to take peace from the world not so much in pushing war but in deceptive talk of taking peace from the world which results in the significance of the second a uh, seal being opened, a red rider, talking about bloodshed. Great will be the bloodshed at that time, which after the warring of that will cause a famine, which is the black horse, a worldwide famine that will come on. And then, of course, you would see the inevitable result, which now is what we're going to talk about. We're starting in verse 7, and I'm going to read 7 and 8, and let's go into our study in Revelation. When Jesus opened the fourth seal. And remember, the scroll, the seven-sealed scroll, is the title deed to the universe here. And then Jesus taking it back is opening up these apocalyptic seals on what is to be revealed in the end times. When Jesus opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the heavenly being saying, come and see. In other words, inspect. Come over close and inspect what's going on. You might understand. So John says this. John is writing this. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him, and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth, 25% of the earth, 
to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. So a cataclysmic conclusion to the the workings of the first three of these uh, horses that are coming, signifying what's going on here. We have a pale horse. The descriptive word on this word pale is not just talking about a lightish tone. It actually means green. Chloros is the Greek word. You can think about it today. We'll talk about chlorophyll, okay? And that is a greenish. We think of the green, the chlorophyll of the grass and such like that. And this is talking about a sickly green. Now, there was a time when I actually had a very short temporal employment in uh, in a funeral home. As I was uh, working into a new ministry, I had to pick up a job and a very fine Christian man. This is when I lived out west, and this was decades and decades ago. And I worked for uh, some days and helping at a funeral home. The bodies of those that had passed on in the shell of the persons who had moved on into eternity, uh, their bodies had this pale green pallor. Uh, their corpse appearance was like a sickly type of a, a greenish hue uh, to it. And that's what we're seeing here. That's to show this, that this is talking about this pale color of this horse is to talk about this. And you'll also find this as well. There is going to be a particular name given. We don't have names on the other horsemen, but you have two specific names, death and and Hades. Death and Hades. This one also has a sidekick, has a follower, is in a, in a team here on this final one. Death, we see the destruction or the end of the physical life. Hades, the judgment upon the eternal person, the soul of those, the pale horse. The death toll on this is going to be absolutely stunning. One quarter of the world will go down because of this. Matthew chapter 24, as we talked about in our last uh, study in the podcast, and Jesus was asked on the Mount of Olives by the disciples, when will the end times come? What's going to happen? And Jesus gives them very descriptive and specific judgments that are coming. In verse 21 of Matthew chapter 24, he follows with saying this, For then there will be great tribulation. It has not been since the beginning of the world up until now, nor shall it ever be. So what's happened is, in this power that is given to them, once again, as I told you, in, for example, in the book of Job, when Satan says, let me at that one that you say is such a believer, And the Lord God himself, Yahweh, says, you can go this far, and you cannot go farther. So God is, we're not in a dualistic universe where it is half evil, half good, that there's a battle going on, such as in a science fiction movie, where, oh, it's just a tipping, a balance, a yin and yang against all of these things. No, 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 no. God is sovereign. God is bringing his glory to his name. He's allowing these things to a point. So when we see in this, with this massive death, power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Black Death in Europe of the early centuries 
if I can remember, it was one out of every four people within there that was taken, their lives were taken. Can you imagine this? In your neighborhood, how many would die? One out of every four. In the large families of Europe, how many would die from this? One out of every four. It's absolutely stunning to think about this. The power was given there on this, when this uh, had come. Death is taking over here. Death is taking the lives of people, and in that, they then enter into the doorway of eternity. And so those who think they have a premium on time here on earth, well, I can do anything I want. I can, you know, what you see then is you see them, they no longer have control. What we see in Revelation is the loss of mankind's control over his own destiny. In the secular way and in the limited thinking of mankind, I am the captain of my fate. I'm the master of my soul. I can do anything that I want to. No, we're seeing this. I like to tell people, Revelation is the book of opposites in many ways. Hell is presented as dark and full of paranoia. Heaven is secure, full of light and of comfort. It's what Luke 16 says, when the righteous Lazarus goes to heaven. What was the description? He is in comfort. Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says that heaven is the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. And we see singing, we see feasting. Oh, we don't hear of any music in hell. We don't hear of any bounty of food in hell. It's, it's opposites. And when we see this here, we also find out that when men say, all I need is the ground beneath me and the sunshine in my face and food in front of me, the water... What if it's all gone? It's all taken away. Well, then what happens is, then we face inevitability of uh, the, the cessation of our existence on earth. How many people have we seen through the years in history? When they faced death, it was a life changer. When they came to the brink of death, what changed in their attitude, in, in their actions and such? Well, here, with one out of four people, it'll be too late. That's why the beginning of Revelation says, Read this and heed this. If you're a non-believer, this is what's going to happen. If you're a believer, warn people and warn them again and warn them again because this, there will be a time when time will be at its end, earthly time. Delay will be no longer and it just may be too late. Think about this now as we've looked at the fourth seal, the pale horse. Death takes the body. Hell takes the soul for those that have not made a decision for Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's x-u-l-o-n.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.